Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is James from Hollywood Studios, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is Amanda from Disney Junior, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. Hello, this is David from Star Tours, and I just helped a Nick's son build his very first lightsaber. Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem. Happy hump day, everybody. Thanks for bringing us into your home, your car, or wherever you may be. This is Nick, and I'm joined by Stephanie, and this is episode 444. And we're bringing you the latest news and rumors with a little bit of history, too. But we hope you enjoyed our May the 4th episode. It was a rerun, actually, with Hefe, our Star Wars guru. And we had Ryan Weber, who was a Star Wars Force Awakens cast member who worked on BB-8, the character BB-8. And that was a fun episode. Really enjoyed interviewing him a couple years back. It was a great episode. We kind of we rerun that every now and then because it's just a fun, fun episode. But before we begin, we do encourage you to check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. Go ahead and sign up for their newsletter. You can become an expert yourself, Disney expert that is. You can sign up for the newsletter for more deals, tips, info on all things Disney. I'm looking at their website right now, and I'm looking at their blog. They have their travel website, which is WaltExpressTravel.com, but I'm looking at their blog site, which is just WaltExpress.com, and I see one up here, Extra Magic Hours Coming to Disney Parks. For the fall of 2019. We talked about that last week, stuff, and that's written by Van Bean. Another one, Disney Villains After Hours event coming to the Magic Kingdom. We talked about this, Stephanie, last week. That's also written by Van Bean. And one, another one written by Ginny Naper, I believe. Excuse me, I got that incorrect. I even reached out to her, Stephanie, to try to get her, her last name, name pronounced correctly, <laughs> and I jacked it up already, so. Sorry. That's a big F, a big fail for me. It's Napper. So Napper. Jenny Napper. Seven ways not to lose your kid at Disney World. Have you ever lost your kid at Disney World? Um, I have. You have? I have, multiple times. Really? But not like you think. Okay. You know, like, you look around, you don't see them. Just for a second. Oh, a few. No, he's, okay. Maybe ten seconds. Where was he? Well... See, he doesn't like to hold my hand mm-hmm. and fights you tooth and nail when he wants to hold your hand or you want him to hold your hand. Right. So he kind of just trails with me behind or beside. 
and then people so get between to, you and right and I have gotten so used to him just being there that when you turn around he's not there and that's my fault but uh, yeah so I need to read this article apparently right yeah right I've seen people lose children oh at I've, Disney oh yeah yeah but I mean it's it's mainly a hey where's this child and the wife or the husband whoever is sitting there with eyes huge and wide going I thought you had them and then they're in a, a scramble and that they happened, find them but it's scary that happened on my trip back in February there in Adventureland right in between Tartuga and the restaurant right there Tartuga the quick surf place and Pirates of the Caribbean ride okay this mother was shouting her kid's name frantically like oh crying you could hear like the tone of her voice right I'll never forget it but what was crazy Steph Everyone was a bystander. Like, no one... Helped? Helped. Oh. I was the only one that ran up to that lady. And, like, even the cast members... Really? Um, were standing outside just kind of watching the lady. Wow. You right. would think I mean, it's, I mean, like, I mean, their protocol I mean, she to... ran a good stretch all the way up to, like, Aloha Isle. You know, right there. Screaming. Almost towards Jungle Cruise and back. And... I take that back. There was one cast member trailing behind her. I don't think she could catch up to her because the lady was just... <laughs> Took off. Frantic. Yes. Right. So there was one. I do apologize. There was one. But the other cast members that were there like at Pirates of the Caribbean and standing there at the steps to Jungle Cruise were kind of just staring at her. I, I remember I went up to her and I'm like, you know, your kiddo, what were they wearing? You know, anyway, uh... It was it was very chaotic, very did, crazy. Did you but help so, find the, the child? So she did end up finding the kiddo. Whew. By the way, kiddo found her, I should say. So seven ways not to lose your kid at Disney World parks. That is by Jenny Napper. That sounds uh, kind of terrifying. The one that I saw just real quick, it wasn't a. Uh, they both had, I guess they had maybe at least at least three kids. One of them was in a stroller, so they left the stroller with the child in it. Whoa, okay. So at least they knew where the child was, but they kind of like, hey, how come you're not holding the kid? And then they're like, oh my goodness. And they ran and found the stroller. So they the child was still, yeah, the child was still in the stroller. And they're like, oh my goodness, I thought you had him. I thought you had him. Two years of age? Yeah. Not making any noises. Right. So it was, it wasn't as frantic like, oh my goodness, I've lost my child. I have no idea where they could be. At least they knew where the child was, but they were also, I think, probably horribly embarrassed. It's got to be the worst feeling in the world. Right. Left their kid there. So. With that said, <laughs> visit their visit WaltExpress.com, become a Disney expert yourself, sign up for more deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. Also, before we begin, Stephanie, I couldn't find any rumors for this week, so I have none. Me either. Right, I think it's going to be a well. rumor-free week. All right, so we're going to negate rumors this episode. I do still have, though, the state history for everyone. Okay. And we do have some news. It wasn't much this week, but we, we do have some. I'm going to start off with... Magic bands, yeah. And so finally, you know the the solid color complimentary magic bands can now be upgraded. So this is according to the Disney Parks blog. Disney hotel guests, along with new and renewing annual pass holders, will have the option to upgrade their complimentary solid color magic band to a magic band that features designs and their favorite Disney characters. There's going to be over 30 designs to choose from. And the price of this upgrade is going to be, let's see here, I think $14.99 discount off the regular... Okay, so it's saying that the upgrade will reflect a 
$15 discount, basically, off the regular retail cost. So it'll make most fans cost about 10 bucks. Okay, okay. Copy that. So it says, it goes on to say, you don't have to upgrade your Magic Band. Uh, I think it is cool, though. Like I, think I they, saw some I, of the designs. Yeah, they are they're, neat. They're pretty cool. So here are some, I believe, some designs that we have here. We have... Oh, no, no, no. That's my next story. That's my next story. What were some of the designs? Um, I saw one that was a bell. So I was thinking, yes. oh, Lucy would love that. It was yellow and it had bell all over I it. I saw that one. And, um, I, I can't off the top of my head think of it. It's just different characters. I didn't characters. print them off. Yeah, I didn't go ahead and print them off. But yeah. yes, they, they had plenty of them. So go ahead and just type in... You can go to Disney Parks blog, or you can go ahead and just type in, sell, you know, complimentary magic bands being upgraded, whatever it may be, and you'll be able to see all the customizations out there. You know how cheap I am. I probably would do that just for the uh, the designs. $10, eh, okay. I can upgrade my band for right. 10 bucks. Now, I thought I did read something, and I guess I didn't put it in my notes. I thought you had to upgrade your band's... At least six days in advance. Yes, you do. For something. Mm-hmm. What was, you got that stuff? Got yeah, that info? Yeah, it okay. says um, the regular solid bands are still available at no cost. And these new design options can also be shipped to homes if ordered 11 or more days ahead of arrival. And they can be personalized if it's done so at least six or more days ahead of arrival. Okay. Thank so. you so much for that. Yeah. So Get those bands. Yeah, very cool. Go ahead and check them out. Yeah. Um, so I think my most exciting article was the extra, extra magic hours at Disney World. Did you hear about this? The extra, extra magic hours? Extra, extra. Tell our audience about it. So I almost didn't click on it because I just thought, I don't know, I thought it was a typo. They, I know what the extra magic hours are. Um, but this is extra, extra magic hours. Kind of crazy. For, um, from September 1st to November 2nd. They're going to be opening Disney's Hollywood Studios every single day at 6 a.m. Yeah, which is really early. Right. And I believe that's going on even through the opening of Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Right. So from it's, what I read. It opens. Yeah, you can even go into Star Wars Galaxy Edge. You can go into uh, Toy Story Land and some other select attractions. Um, so they kind of expected there to be something because there's going to be so many, there's going to be a lot of people drawn to that park. But they're also going to be doing extra, extra magic hours at Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. So during that time, and it's a daily thing. It's not just a once, a like once a week or twice a week kind of how the magic hours are now. Um, Animal Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to open every single day starting at 7. So from 7 to 8, you can get those extra, extra magic hours um, and do things like Pandora. Um, and then Magic Kingdom is going to be opening every single day from August 29th to November 2nd from 7 to 8. And there you can go to Fantasyland or Tomorrowland attractions. Um, kind of the same stuff that you can go during the normal extra magic hours. So they're opening everything early. The, the article, though, the weird thing I found was, one, Epcot is not included in any of these extra, extra magic hours. And two, I just wonder how guests who already have their stays booked and are staying off-site feel about this. Because I know personally, if I was staying off-site and all of a sudden it's like, hey, in August we're going to have extra magic hours everywhere, you just kind of ruined my trip. You'll never stay offside again. No. <laughs> right. And no. That's and point. so that's kind of the thing. Like, yeah, does this, if this doesn't tell you that you better stay on site, I don't know what does, but I know I would be 
I would I would want to redo my trip. Be like, nope, I'm not going then. There are two days that they are going to allow even people who are staying off-site in. That's August 29th um, to the 31st. They're going to go ahead and open it to all guests. All guests can do the extra, extra magic hours. But from then on, if you are off-site, you are out of luck until November. I wonder how Disney Hollywood Studios, I can't even imagine what that's going to look like on the 28th of August. Opening up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. how early are guests going to show up? So early. Where are they going to place? All of these people? Yes. Yes. You're going to be herded like cattle. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know how they're going to do it. Imagine the staffing in the park, too. How much extra staff and how crabby are those staff members going to be that had to get up and instead of getting there at 9 a.m. like they normally do. Sorry, guys. The park opens at 6 you have to get there really early and deal with totally crazy crowds. Sure. It's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. For, like Typically right now, so at Disney Hollywood Studios, you walk up, gee, Sunset Boulevard, I think mm-hmm. it is. They hold you right there and you walk with them to the land, right? Uh, or not, I shouldn't say to the land, but you walk, they walk with you. But you've seen people I, run. Oh, for sure. I just... I feel like it's going to be... And Star Wars is in the... It's not in the back, but it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is in the back. Yeah, it is in the back. I I don't know how this is going to work out. I I feel there may be some injuries. That's what I'm thinking. Like people being trampled. I just fear. Unless they have stanchions up where it funnels you into a, a narrow line. See, but that's where I feel like the trampling happens. When you get funneled and people are slowly going into that one right. skinnier line, you're well, no, like, no, no. oh my but, goodness, but I that, can't. But that narrow line will snake through the park. Right. So, you know, so it keeps you in between, I don't know. They have to start tape, that narrow line rope, early. Right. Chains, whatever it may be. <sighs> yeah. I'm so sure they have. people to walk to the land, not run. Right. I'm sure they have something. I know they, they are probably very aware that it's going to be a total madhouse, but it gives me anxiety just thinking about how crowded it is going to be, how packed those parks are going to be. Just, I don't know. What's cool is you can get there super early, like say Magic Kingdom, right? Uh-huh. Do what you need to do. I mean, that extra hour, well, in essence, this is an extra two hours. It is. Possibly. Think Three about yet. what you could do and be back to your resort before lunchtime. Eat lunch, take a nap, go for a swim, whatever it may be, and really take an extended break and then yeah. hit the parks later on that evening. So the article that I was reading, that was kind of what they had suggested. They said, yes, we know that you have to get to the park by 530. And then they said, if we're being honest, 530 is probably too late to get to the park. You need to get there at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. Um, but then you can at 9, well, not even at 9, more at like 10 or 11 when the park starts to fill up, leave, go home, eat lunch, take a nap, and sit by the pool while the park is busy, while it's hot and miserable, and go back after dinner. And then you have all right. of that time as well when it's it's not as busy. And everybody that would be else a brilliant plan. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Definitely, I would be as well. But it is going to be some really long days for people who have to now get up at 6 a.m. And it also kind of weeds out families. 
I can't get my kids mm, up at good point. and be like, guys, we're getting up at 4.30 so we can get to the park. So even if I was staying on site, again, I would just be out of luck. Yeah, are parents willing to deal with cranky kiddos that early in the morning? No. Mm. That's, I, I know my kid wouldn't want to get up that early. There's, there's Very, no way mine would. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That yeah. may be an advantage for all of us adults going. Right. This, this, is, this is a leave your kids at home type of trip if you plan on going anytime between um, August well, at least and if you're going that early. November. Right. If you're going in the day, that is. But if you're not going during the like in the morning, you have lost those first two magical hours of yeah. Less but also crowds. think about the parks will, might be less traveled as well with a lot of people leaving to come you, back later on. You think, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it Maybe. all it, it fluctuates. I think there's going to be so many people who are coming to for Disney Hollywood Studios. You're not just going to go to that park every single day. So all of those extra bodies who are there to, to see the Star Wars sure. opening, they're also going to be going to Magic Kingdom. They're also going to be going to Epcot and Animal Kingdom. So you're going to have a lot more bodies in. And it also made me think, is there like a fire code? A certain oh, amount of oh, people? Oh, yeah. There's only a certain amount of people that can be in a park at one given time. I wonder what that is. So, Disney has reached that they have? multiple times, and they will not let people in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally, people have to exit before they'll let more people so in. So, do you think that's going to happen? I don't know. It could. It very well could possibly happen. See, there are four different there are four different groups of people. You have the people that will get up super early, go to the parks mm-hmm. until lunch, maybe go grab a bite to eat, spend the rest of the day. At the resort, hit up Disney Springs in the evening. You also have the people that will sleep in until lunchtime or noon, right? Mm-hmm. And then grab a bite to eat, go to the parks in the evening. You have the individuals that wake up, go to the parks, take a break, come back to the parks. And then finally, you have another group of wild and crazy individuals that will stay from opening to closing. That's us. You know, so I've been one of those. I've been within that group. Uh, Mm -hmm. many times depending upon what kind of trip it is but i I think it all fluctuates it all goes in cycles throughout the day opening up two extra hours i think will maybe maybe the afternoon won't be as bring out more downtime possibly in the park not that there is downtime but instead of being during that time period especially disney Highland studios maybe instead of it being a 10 it might be an eight. That's true because I am one of those last group of people who would stay from open to close. But if I'm getting there for a park to open at 6 a.m., You're not gonna stay. I'm not staying open to close. I'm going to have to fall into one of those other categories who leaves and naps and sure. comes back to enjoy some more time. Sure. So. Let's talk about Endgame. Have you finally gotten out to see Endgame? I haven't. I can't tell you the last time I went to the movie Finally theater. saw it. You did? Super amazing. And here, so I, I hate even saying this. Because, it's, I mean, it's been forever since it's released. But, yeah, spoiler alert. So, if you haven't seen it, pause it or listen, and but don't Skip hate Skip ahead. Me. So, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved this movie. One of my favorite superheroes of all time ends up dying. Tony Stark, Iron Man, dies. Uh. And, again, spoiler alert. So, if you don't want to hear it, turn me off. And I got to admit, maybe it brought a little tear to my eye at the end of the say, movie. How could it not? I was kind it kind of not upset, but just... Were you expecting it to happen? I was told before okay. it happened that it was going to happen. It had already but been spoiled for you. In the, which, in the manner in which they presented it, so you have Tony Stark in the very beginning of all these Avenger movies who started the Avenger movie, Avenger movie I can't speak, Avengers movies. It, he was all about himself. He was self-centered, right? 
a narcissist, all about him. And then finally, by the end of the series, he's about others. He's about his family. He's about his kiddo. He's about making sure everyone else can live. And he ultimately sacrifices himself for everyone else. So it's a, a bit emotional. Yeah. And Captain America, he retires. So, I mean, I'm not, not going to explain what happens, but he gets out of the game. All right. And I never liked Captain America to begin with, to be honest with you, as a superhero. People are probably screaming at me right now, but thought he was boring. Okay. And even being in the military, right? I, I found I, he was huh. just boring to me. Anyway, but it was a really good movie. And the reason why I bring this up, it has finally crossed the $2 billion mark. Oh, wow. So after only its second weekend in theaters, Avengers Endgame crossed $2 billion in ticket sales, breaking the previous record, Avatar, which uh, once held the record. It took 47 days to reach $2 billion. So here Whoa. it only took 14. Holy cow. Overall, Endgame is still behind Avatar's $2.78 billion grand total, but is now ahead of like Titanic, which was two point eighteen. Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was two point six billion zero six, I should say, billion, and Avengers Affinity War, which was two point zero four. So at the rate this is climbing, it could could break records. Smash any like it could be the all time all grossing movie out there. That makes me feel like I have to go. So it is the ninth highest in North American sales, as far as ticket sales that is, six hundred and twenty million. But it sold a huge, let's see, it says 5.5 or 1.56 billion overseas, including 575 million in China. That was interesting to me, 575 in China. I don't know why, but it just struck me. I was like, oh, okay. Mm, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'll let you talk about this because I'm sure you brought this up last week. And I'm sure you have this. Speaking of Avengers Endgame. And I'm we were talking about how they won. Bob Iger came out saying he was going to play it for the troops. No, no, I don't have that. All right, you talked about this last yes, week. Yes, I did. So it was screened for the troops in Afghanistan. The Walt Disney Company surprised U.S. troops stationed in Afghanistan by holding screen screenings of Avengers Endgame. And let's see here. It says on Wednesday and Thursday, Disney of last week, Disney brought the movie to Bagram Airfield, which we were talking that about. That was the place, Can- yeah. Yep. And where there are plans to screen it in Kandahar. Uh, Kandahar this weekend. So last weekend was in Kandahar. And let's see here. Uh, social media post from Disney fan Cad Lancaster, whose husband, yep, is deployed in the Air Force, inspired Disney's CEO, Bob Iger, which we knew that. I'm trying to see if Bob said anything. Yeah, he did. He, did. he said this in a statement. We're thrilled to be able to do something special for our troops in Afghanistan to boost morale and to show our gratitude for their service. I'm grateful to Cat Lasseter, or excuse me, Lancaster, for the great suggestion and to the Army and Air Force Exchange Service for helping us make this happen. That's awesome. Yeah, really Good. is, really is neat. So I'm glad they followed through with it and brought it overseas. Yeah. Um, the next thing I have is another, uh, this one, okay, this is expensive, it's pricey. Okay. But we have a new signature celebration package that's coming to Cinderella's Royal Table. I saw something about this come across my feed. I didn't click on it. Right up my alley. I'm looking at this going, dream come true. I want to do this so bad. And then, of course, I got the sticker. So, okay, price. don't tell us the price. I won't. So tell us what comes with this new package. 
Okay, and let's just start with last week you were talking about like strawberries and just oh, random oh yeah, the things. Room, the room and they were ridiculously yep. yes. expensive. This I actually think is kind of worth it. But it's still Oh pricey. for sure. Like I I could justify spending that amount of money, but at the same time I don't know if I personally would. So this is a character dining experience that's going to take place in the castle. Right. So that's my Center first Woohoo, that's awesome. You get reserved firework viewing in the West Plaza Garden, and there's also an after fireworks dessert party. And then it says, during the evening, additional extras include a meet and greet with Cinderella and Prince Charming upon arrival at the restaurant, a complimentary sparkling wine or a specialty beverage, and a box of truffles. Price point? Okay, so so far, the only extras that I hear the truffles and the sparkling wine right everything else you can do by piecing it together give me the price point you're gonna take a guess 275 or three no under 50 really yeah it's 195 199 is it really Mm -hmm. okay and uh, 169 for children does this include dinner i'm i yeah does it I would assume it's a character dining experience. So it would be dinner and then... 200 the, bucks? 200 bucks. But then you have to think, a family, there's $800 right there. Family of four. Sure. I'd spend $200 for dinner, sweet treats, sparkling wine, and a nice viewing of the fireworks I would dessert. spend 200 but... Is it per, per person? That, this is per, per, per person, yes. Oh, it's per person. Right, that's why I just said, but couple. for a family of four, that's mm. $800. Okay. Can't do that. Nope. I'd rather piece that all together. Yeah. Because you could use... But you can't eat in Cinderella's castle, can you? Yes, you you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, Cinderella's royal table. That's in the castle? Yes. So you could... I'm over here rolling my eyes going, what? No, so you could piece all that together. So you could use your... You know, your Disney dining plan. Can you meet Cinderella and Prince Charming? Yeah, they're there. there. They are? Yeah, it's a character dining. So... All right, next, next trip. You could use... Did I never mention that to you when you went no. a year ago? Are you sure, girl? I so did. I, you probably did. And I was like, no, we're not. We're just um, going on the ride. You could use a Disney dining plan. Okay. You can't on this, You could do obviously. the dessert party. You know, with Oh, I can bring my own view, dessert. The only thing that's extra here that's ringing a bell to me is the sparkling wine and the truffles. Really? And unless the meet and greet is something special. I mean... Well, Are we doing a photo them op with upon them? Upon arriving at the restaurant, does that happen? Okay, so you're getting your picture taken before you go in with them. Hopefully, meet no one. And okay, two hundred dollars a person. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what is it normally? I mean, you're saying that this is all something that is already there, and you can already do. You could piece it all together. I mean, the dessert party is going to run you an extra amount of money. I mean. You're not going to get the sparkling wine or the truffles. I could, I could. But go you're going to pay. Those. You're going to pay for that dessert party, and you get that special viewing. You're going to pay for the Disney dining, but you're also going to be able to meet them while you're there. It's got to be more of an intimate level. I'm assuming it's got to be something. I have no idea. Anyway, okay, let me move on here. Um, the actor that played Chewbacca. You know who. Peter, 
Maybe I'm butchering his last name. Mayhew. Okay. Uh, he played Chewbacca. He died at age 74. Aww. I think he was battling cancer from what I had read a while back. But we'll get to the article here. Dies at age 74. He betrayed Chewbacca in the original Star Wars trilogy. So it was just the original he was in? Uh, uh, well, no, he was also, so he was in the first, well, four, five, and six. Right. The first. And first three, The I'm Force Awakens, I want to say he was in some of that and training the new person that's taking over for Chewbacca. Okay. The family goes on to say, with deep love and sadness, regrets to share the news that Peter has passed away. He left us the evening of April 30th, 2019. With his family by his side in his North Texas home. George Lucas brought the seven foot three uh, Peter to play P- uh, Chewbacca in Star Wars A New Hope. And after after David Prowse, who's Lucas had originally cast for the role, asked to play Darth Vader instead. So that's how Peter got the, the role. Peter also appeared in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, Star Wars Revenge, ooh, okay, Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and also the, uh, the <laughs> also Star Wars Holiday Special as well. So I told Aaron, I, I texted her and I said, hey, in the memory of Peter who passed away playing Chewbacca, I am going to grow all my body hair out. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, I accidentally sent that to my mother-in-law by accident. Oh, Mm. And so she simply replies, Aaron's going to love it. Sarcasm. Oh, dear. What was meant for my wife to joke her? Oh, no. And so I can joke with my mother-in-law like that. Anyway, funny. Of course, I'm joking. I just wanted to get an eh from Aaron, but it went to her mom. Even better. Got a double ew from her and her mother. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, legend passes away. May the force be with him. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I this I have this as news. I As I read a little bit more into it, it could possibly be a rumor. But um, have you ever been to Bongo's Cuban Cafe? Have not. All right. Well... It, they've, it's been told that the restaurant will be closing later this year. An official public announcement has not been made. So this is a restaurant in Disney Springs. I've just been reading a lot more restaurants closing, it seems like. Lots and lots of things closing there. Of course, when one closes, something else pops up. So it's not like Disney Springs is going away by any means. Um, but it says a new restaurant is expected to take its place. But no announcement has been made yet for that. Um, they plan to relocate to an open Margaritaville resort. So, so they'll be leaving and going somewhere bigger. Okay. All yeah. right. New Toy Story Mania merchandise pop-up shop coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios in celebration of Disney's Pixar Toy Story 4. A pop-up merchandise location is getting ready to open later this month at Toy Story Land. The pop-up shop will be located at the exit of Toy Story Mania. And that's in Pixar Place, by the way. On Pixar Place. And will feature a variety of products from the beloved Toy Story films, including new items celebrating the upcoming Toy Story 4 film, which hits, you know, the theaters uh, June 21st, by the way. Um, you know, I want Al's Toy Barn, man. I want them to build Al's Toy Barn and put them out, put that out there and have a really big mega store of just a whole bunch of 
Toy Story goodness. Yeah? Just like in the cartoon. You need to put that and in the comments have, box, suggestion box. Have uh, Al out there in his chicken suit or a stanchion. Ha <laughs> ha! Right? Yes. In his chicken suit. He should be walking around as one of the characters oh, in that'd Toy be Story funny. Land. Why is he not out there? He needs to be out there. There you go, Disney. Get Al. <laughs> Great from, idea. Yeah, from Nick. Al's Toy Barn. You heard it here. <laughs> and speaking of Disney Hollywood Studios, what do you think about that new logo? I know we brought it up last week. It. I like it. You do? Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Now, they have BB-8 and the O of Hol- one of the O's of Hollywood. The other two O's, they have Mickey, like the new Mickey from the Mickey mm-hmm. Shorts with the pie face, you know, eyes, and Woody. The more I thought about this sign, I thought to myself, how cool would it have been if the words Hollywood were, um, I should say, okay, if the, if the words Hollywood were stationary... But yet, the characters in all three of the O's would change after like every 20 seconds. And they were animated. So they pop out of the O, and they're waving or doing silly things. You and need then to it, be an Imagineer. And That's then what it, you need. It, it ducks back into the O and pops out in, on the other O. And then maybe another character pops out of that O, like Whack-A-Mole. Oh, yeah. I would sit How there and watch cool that forever. How cool would that be? Yeah. You know, and you act... I really, because it's more than just BB-8, Mickey, and Woody. Nick, Indiana you are full Jones. of suggestions today. You need to start oh, working for Disney. That'd be like great. they that'd need be my to dream just job. hire you right now. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? Stephanie says hire. Right. Me. But I love it. I love the new entrance. I love the sign. It's getting a lot of flack online, but I don't know why. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's that's good awesome. stuff. Um, Nick, that is about all that I have. Okay, I have one more story for you. Okay. And again. Uh, listeners, we don't have any rumors, so it's going to be kind of a shorter episode. So Lighthouse Point, we've talked about this before. It's that new, you know, Disney has Castaway. It's their own little island. Well, they're building a, their own new little island, right? It's a private port. This named, is for the Disney Cruises. Yes, named Lighthouse Point. It's uh, been in the works for Disney Cruise Line, but the project has received a lot of pushback. You know, with the city getting approval and stuff like that. And Disney worked with them. They finally got approval. They were supposed to break land. So now, according to, it says, EWN or EWnews.com, five environmental groups have sent letters to the Walt Disney Company's head sustainability officer. I didn't even know his position. Yeah, That's awesome. you know it. The head of sustainability officer claiming that they have concerns about the, the environmental impact assessment. So the EIA, Disney plans on investing between 250 million and 400 million in the port project, and the company promises that the project will include a low-density development and sustainable design, public access, and the restoration of various historical and cultural sites. So on Sunday, so on Sunday, environmental groups, Brief, Earth Care, Re-Earth, Save the Bays and waterkeepers all claimed that the recently released heads of agreement described a project that is far larger than anticipated the head of the excuse me the heads of the agreement is a non-binding document which highlights the key elements of the tentative agreement this document was signed off by bohemian or the, the bahaman bahaman excuse me <laughs> government on march 7th 2019 
So let's see here. What is so going on? The environment groups. What's up? The environment groups are saying. It's just much larger than it was yeah. intended to be. And now they're worried about the environment. So okay. what we agreed upon and what we thought it was going to be. Uh, now it seems bigger. That's going to have more of an impact on the environment. So gotcha. they're, so they're not up, happy. They're throwing up the red flags. Right. Yeah. So the agreement. Okay. The five groups voicing their concerns claim that the details in the heads of the agreement document make it clear that the project will cause a larger impact on the environment. So there you go. I'm not going to read the rest of the article, but there you go. So they're out there whining, screaming, complaining, saying this is larger than we thought. It's going to have bigger impact on the environment. Disney's not going to allow that to happen. Sorry, they're they're not they're not going to. They're all about good show. Okay. They have a lot. They so have, they're going to make things right. Oh, I think so. Disney. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to do anything that's going to up. I don't. I don't feel they're going to do anything to upset anyone. Right. They're going to go and they're going to figure out like how can we please these people? What can we do? Disney is definitely environmental friendly. They are. If anything, Disney accommodates everyone anytime. To be honest with you. To, to meet the needs of, of anyone, uh, down to cooking, you know, a meal for you at the parks, you know, like even down to the lowest point. And that's all I have. And right, we so hear the music, so history. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump us into history. So I'm going to take us back. Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Okay, so this day in history back in 1926, legendary comedian, actor Don Rickles, he's the voice of, do you know? Nope. Mr. Potato Head. Oh, Mr. Pixar's Potato Toy Head. Story films, and the voice of William in Disney World's Enchanted Tiki Room. That I did not know. Anyway, on this day in history, let's see here, the, the Enchanted Tiki Room attraction. is He's born in Queens, by the way, New York. Now, Don Rickles has passed away, since passed away, but uh, this is his birthday, or as Goofy well, would say, birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday to you. Let's see here. It goes on to say, Toy Story Midway Mania. He's featured in Toy Story Midway Mania, the attraction at both Disney's California Adventure and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Rickles has acted in comedic and dramatic roles, but is best known as... An insult comic. Now, he went on to say, I think something about if he intended to hurt people with his insults, it wouldn't be funny. Uh, I didn't realize he was a uh, comedian that liked to insult people. But, you know, based off of Mr. Potato Head, I could definitely see it. Hmm. Now, this now Rickles actually looks like Mr. Potato Head. Does he? Yeah. I kind of want to look oh, yeah, up the picture. Look him up now. I gotta, go ahead and look him up right now. Um, let's see here. This day in history in 1930, Frockling Fish, A Silly Symphony. Short directed by Bert Gillett is released, or Gillet, I don't know how I'm saying, I don't know, hope, Gillet or Gillet, uh, the frockling marine life at the bottom of the oceans, uh, excuse me, the ocean are having a wonderful time swimming and dancing about until a hungry octopus threatens to disrupt their fun. I've seen this one, it's a good one, go check that one out as well, frockling fish, silly symphony. This day in history, back in 1991, newspapers report that Disney has proposed a $3.1 billion project to build a new theme park called Westcott in Anaheim. And I believe, though, this eventually became Disney's California Adventure. And this, uh, let's see here, it's going to be a second theme park patterned after Epcot on 470 acres. 
And if I wasn't mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, my memory serves me right, they were going to have a gold spaceship Earth. So the one in Disney World is silver, and this one was going to be gold in color. And it was going to be called Westcott. My okay. memory serves me right. Lee, dude, you're a history guru when it comes to <laughs> California you, huh? adventures. And I know you'll send me some great stuff, which he does all the time. So I really do appreciate that, Lee. Keep it up, man. 2011. All right. So this day in history back in 2011. Well, what happened at this day in history in 2011? This is what happened at 4.30 a.m. We have Kelsey, Samantha, Kirk, and James... They become the last four guests to leave the Magic Kingdom for Walt Disney World's very last grad night. The final attraction to run at grad night 2011 is Mickey's PhilharMagic. So they still do this over at Disneyland, by the way. And our boy Lee, who listens, attends that with his school. He's a teacher oh, cool. out there every year. And that's all I got. All right. Some good stuff. This day yeah. in history, some good stuff. So if you're interested... And by the way, I did look at... Uh, yeah? I, I looked at Don. Huh? You're right. He looks like a Mr. Potato. Yeah, he, he does. He does. <laughs> I Love immediately it. gave a little chuckle. That's awesome. Hey, by the way, don't forget to check out our friends over at waltexpress.com. Join their newsletter to become a Disney expert on deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or comment, simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us and simply text us 407-674-0414. Email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. I do want to give some big shout outs to uh, Javier out in um, Puerto Rico. Thanks for listening, Javi. I do want to give another big shout out for Tim out in the UK. Thanks for listening. Andrew and KC. We have Eric in Arizona. And I know I'm missing a few. Did I, did I say, I said Lee out in California already? I think I may have. Anyway, I do want to give a big thanks. Those are some of just a handful of our loyal listeners. So thank you so much. Stephanie, thanks, guys. Yes, Stephanie uh, and Arohana. Unfortunately, I think it is about that time. So peace. And love. Have a magical day, my friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.
else in the city might be more than pretty pretty That freaky shine might be more than me's the eye Anytime you see the sparkle in the dark you might look deeper Deeper It might be more than simply fear Yo, that smile might be joy that's connected to the spirit The spirit might be contagious if you dare you dare come near it I remember can't forget, he said you can't second guess Sparkle as the light reflects, we write and pay it forward checks Light shine bright everywhere we go Music for the people to illuminate the soul Light shine bright everywhere we go Music for the people, making music for the people Light shine bright everywhere we go Music for the people to illuminate the soul Light shine bright everywhere we go Music for the people, Jesus, music for the people Music for the people to illuminate the soul Light shines bright everywhere we go 